Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Success. We're going to talk about success over the next few weeks, and it's a very interesting word. Uh, and the more I studied it, the more I found that I didn't fully understand it, and I had to re-go back and learn it all again. And, and I'm still learning about what the word success is because, you know, it's really success is in God's eyes. That's really the key. And so um, I want to talk about that over the next few weeks. And so let me just start off by reading a scripture right off the bat uh, in, in, in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. It says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. When God created man, he automatically built into us, he built into man the, the, the goal to multiply and to rule. I mean, that's basically been our job, but he put it in us. And so, you know, the idea of success is not bad. We, it's, it's, it's actually built inside us to be successful, to multiply, and to rule. Now, how many would say that we have achieved that since this time, since this was written? Do you, does, how many believe that, that, that human beings, since the time that this was written, back in the beginning... How many would say that we multiplied? How many would say that the human race rules the earth? Okay, you're all afraid to raise your hand. I know. I would say that we achieved the goal. But would we say that we govern correctly? Would we say that we rule the earth correctly? See, you can achieve a goal and say you're successful, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're actually successful. That's what's very interesting about this. Like, for example, you know, someone was just looking outside when we were just coming in early, and they were looking outside, and, and we, we got a really beautiful view here. And I always say, we got a really beautiful view, but don't look too close at the water. You know, I mean, in America, there's no way we would ever get this property. Absolutely. Well, we could if we had like millions and millions of dollars. Because in America, I can tell you right now that that water would be, uh, would have boats all along it with houses all along the other side and they'd be worth millions. I mean, you know, and, 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 if, and if the water was dirty, they'd be screaming at it, you know, to fix the water. I mean, yes, we have a great view but don't look too close at the water see are we successful I don't know you know like what is success it's a really interesting word just because you're achieving your goals may not mean you're successful well maybe the way you define it but we're going to look at the way God defines it now to start from the very beginning I got a couple of questions who wants to invest in something that would not grow why would you invest in something that would not grow? Like if I said right now that I have a business that I want you to invest in, I guarantee you in five years it won't grow one bit. How many would jump on board and say, I'll give me money? Of course not. You want to invest in something, in something that will grow because it's in your nature. You want it to succeed. You want it to get bigger. It's just natural. It's, it's okay to have that feeling. 
It's okay to want to have that feeling. You know, but, and, and the second question is, do you want something in your life that takes up all your time and energy but gives you nothing in return? Of course not. Now, so the question is right off the bat, we have to ask ourselves, are we spending time with things that give no return? Now, I'm not trying to get us all to be like worker bees and to get us all to be out there working and making money. It has nothing to do with that. You can spend time with something that brings you pleasure. And I'm not talking about sinful things and those, but there's things that you know can give return to you. You know, I mean, my wife and I, we love, one of our favorite things to do is just go to the beach, sit in a beanbag chair, and watch the sunset. And for us, it's quite productive. But not in a way that you might say is successful, but it's very successful. It's wonderful. We multiply our relationship amazingly in that, in that area. So are you spending time with things that don't bring any return? Are you, are you investing in things that, that don't, build and grow. Well, I mean, nobody really wants to do that. Now, before I get into the scripture, I got to say this. I got to tell you, here, the community, the church community here at the IC Center, we, we, have, uh, we have our definition of success, okay? You want to hear the definition of success? Okay. Our goal, our, our, our target for success is to multiply freedom in the lives of people. Are you catching that? That is our goal. Our goal, I can't stay up here slowly. Someone said I'm going to blow my knee out. Probably will. Our goal is to multiply freedom, freedom from fear, freedom from death, freedom from, from uh, financial difficulties, freedom from uh, bondage of alcoholism or some kind of addiction. We want to multiply freedom, and we believe the way to do that is to bring Jesus to people. That's what our goal is. If we are multiplying freedom, then we are successful. Now, when I say we... I mean you and me. I can't do it alone. Wes can't do it alone. Josh can't do it alone. You know, we have to do it together. We have to build this idea of freedom. It comes into all kinds of parts, but, but I really want to say to you that, that freedom to us is the key aspect of life. Don't you want to be free? I mean, half your, half your energy is spent trying to be free. That's why I say don't own anything, because whatever you own, owns you. Anyways, never mind. That's a whole other subject. Okay, so let's get into the scriptures. I just wanted to share those few things with you to get us going and get us thinking, because today is really just to try to get you to think and to really think about what it's all about in terms of uh, success. Next week, we'll talk about a definition maybe somewhat. You know, if you like boxes, you're not going to get a box from me. You're not going to get a box from me. Um, you know, people come to me and they, and, they, and they tell me, say, just tell me what to do. I don't usually tell people what to do. You know why? And this is good advice for you. If someone comes to you and says, you know, like they're in a situation, they don't know what to do, tell me, just tell me what to do. What is the right thing to do? Don't do it, okay? Now, if, if they're going to go do something that's like, you know, kill somebody, yeah, tell them don't do that. But I'm talking about advice because what happens is if they go and do what you tell them to do and it doesn't work, they blame you. 
So this is why you can't, you're not going to get success in a nice, neat box. You're not going to do it. It doesn't work that way. Not true success. The world is telling you what success is. You know, big car, a lot of money, you know, all of that stuff. We'll talk about that next week. And, and that's, what's saying, that's what's defining success for you. That's why a lot of you are struggling because you keep thinking that's success. You know? I mean, think about it. Well, I'm going to go over. I can see I'm going to go over today. No, I won't chase that rabbit. So we'll talk about that next week. So let's read a scripture verse, John chapter 15. If you want to put that up, I will run quickly over so I can read it from here. Let's read that. It's very, uh, a very good verse about multiplication. It says, I am the vine, the true vine, and my father is the, true, uh, is the, uh, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce uh, fruit, and he prunes the branches that do, produce, uh, that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by my message. I have given you, I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot uh, be fruitful unless you remain in me. Now, there's three things in here that will teach us right away about multiplication and about uh, the idea of uh, when I use the word multiplication, I, I mean like when you multiply something good, that's successful, okay? Just that's my very little definition right now. First, it's three things. One, he says, remain in me. Stay connected to me. As a matter of fact, he says, if you don't stay connected to me, it's impossible for you to be successful. It's impossible. That's what he says. You can't bear fruit if you don't remain in me. So the first thing is to remain in me. The second thing is to dump anything that's unproductive. But that's a bad way of saying it. The better way of saying it is this. Allow Jesus to tell you what is dead in your life, and he says, get rid of it, and you dump it. And that's a tougher definition, because, see, for, for Johnson, God might tell him to dump something that's dead in his life, but it's still producing in my life. And that's what we have a tendency to do. A lot of times when God says, you know, like we, we want to make one straight thing, one straight rule. And it doesn't work that way in, in the idea of success. And so like, for example, here's, here's Peter walking with Jesus. At the end, after Jesus rose from the dead, Peter's walking with him. And Jesus says, there's going to be a time where someone will take you by the hand and lead you to a place that you do not want to go. And he was talking about how he would die. You know what Peter's response was? What about him? And, God, and Jesus said to him, said, don't worry about him. He's, you're not to worry about him. You only got to do what you say. So see, the idea is to say, God, what in my life is being unproductive that's not bearing any fruit, the kind of fruit that you want? Dump it. Okay? And here's what's really interesting is he basically says that when you're successful, I will give you pain. What are you saying? You bear fruit, I'm going to cut you. That's a really interesting thing. We often say we learn in failure. But here Jesus is saying, listen, I'm going to find the places that are very fruitful in you. And I want to make them super fruitful. 
I want to make them amazingly fruitful. So I'm going to cut those places so you even become better. You even get better. And that's the whole thing, is to find the place where you're most fruitful and get in there and let God use you and multiply you and even cut off uh, better spots so that you become even more fruitful. Now, I want to define fruitful and say a little bit about fruitfulness first. It's not, now when you look, because this analogy is about vine, right? It's about a vine. So it's uh, probably a grapevine. Okay, so this grapevine, there it is, it's growing. It's growing all over the place. And it says, the ones that don't have any fruit on them, he's just clipping. He's just saying, get rid of them, gone, right? And then the ones that have fruit on them, he's pruning. But not every branch has the same amount of fruit. Some have uh, a lot, some have a little. Some that have a little are sweeter than the ones that have a lot. So see, we have to be careful when we define freedom and, and defining it as quantity. Because that's what we have a tendency to do. We define freedom as quantity. Oh, there's a lot of grapes on that one. Yeah, but if they're all sour, what good is it? I remember when we, we in America, I don't know if they do it here in Bedugal, but in America they let you go out and pick strawberries. You know, they give you a bag, you go out in the fields, and you pick strawberries. I can tell you right now, I am not looking for the plant that has the most strawberries on it. I am looking for those red ones, man. Those really ripe red ones, you know. And you're picking those. And then you stand in line to pay, and nobody wants to open their mouth because their mouths are all red from eating, and they don't want to pay for the ones that they ate. So, mm, <laughs> long story. Anyways, uh, so it's not about quantity, although that matters. But it also, quality matters. Actually, both matter. Both quality and quantity matter when it comes to being fruitful or to being successful. So you need both. Okay? So when you hear someone say, well, it's about quality, not quantity, baloney. When someone says, well, you know, they got a lot of people or a lot of things or a lot of money. So what? So what? No. Do you want a lot of money and not sleep at night? Or do you want to be able to sleep every night? Think about it. Okay? So remain in me. Let him clip you. Sometimes it hurts. And then also, uh, obviously, we want to get rid of the dead stuff. Okay? We want God to tell us what the dead stuff is. Now, if... This whole idea of remain in me, that's kind of what we're going to stay on today. This whole idea of being connected to Jesus is this idea of, uh, of coming under his authority. That's really what that means, okay, to come under his authority. Now, you know, they use a word in, in, in the Bible, it's called a disciple. A disciple is someone who comes under to learn, right? Now, for example, uh, if, if, if you were going to do a, a, a computer company and Bill Gates said, I will, um, I, will, uh, I will mentor you, you know, and teach you, you'd you probably say, yes, why? Because he's successful. I remember uh, about six, eight months ago, maybe a little bit longer ago, I was sitting with uh, Sidney Mohedi, if you don't know who he is. He's the, like the leader of the True Worshippers or JPCC Worshippers. He has a, his, his worship team is 300, 300 people, you know? And, 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 and I've, I've really been blessed by him, and when you talk to him, you can tell that the Spirit of God is on him. He, I would say 
he is successfully, and I'm sure he's still pruning, he still will tell you he's not where he's supposed to be, all of that. He'll use all those phrases. But, but he's, he's further along than me, and he's more successful than I am. He produces more fruit than I do. So I remember sitting there talking to him, and he was like, well, tell me about like, what's going on at you know, ICC. And, and he, he's played with our team, and he's, he's seen our videos, and he's like, wow, it's a good team. Tell me about where you're going. So I, I began to explain to him the direction that we were going. And he started smiling. And he kept smiling even more and more, almost to a point where he was kind of laughing. And I finally said, I said, Sydney, why, why, why are you smiling so much? He goes, oh, we, we tried that direction. I was like, what do you mean you tried that direction? He goes, yeah, it's logical to go in that direction. We went that direction too. It was a disaster. And we had to change everything. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, it's very logical. Almost every team I've ever talked to goes in that direction because it seems the right way to go. But trust me, in the end, you'll have to hit the reset button. You'll have to start all over again, and it'll be a disaster. So you know what I did? I went home, and I didn't change a thing. No. I'd be stupid. I went home right away and said, we're not going that direction anymore. I got good advice from someone who's been that direction, who knows it's a dead end. We didn't know it's one. We're not going that way. Why? Because he knows. When you come under someone and you want to learn, you want them to be successful, right? Now, let me ask you a question. Who kind of has been successful in life? I know. I just try not to jump too hard. I really just want to jump off. Oh, to be young again. Okay. Like, who has been successful to change the course of history? Who has been successful to, to live a life under a great deal of pressure and still have peace? Who has been able to hear from God better than anyone else? Who has overcome death? Who has changed the clocks? Who, I mean, who's the guy? He wants to mentor you. His name is Jesus, if you haven't figured it out. And he says he wants you to be his disciple. Right? Now, come on. Let's be honest. And I'm talking about me too here. i got to be honest. Man, I'm not a good disciple. Like, a disciple is an apprentice, a servant who is under in order to learn a certain skill. So in this case, it's a life skill. Okay? And, like, here I am. Like, just say, if, you were a, if you're a parent or you were a parent or you're going to be one and, and, and you have a kid who does what I do to Jesus when Jesus says do this and I go no. Well, God, I got a better way. God, you know, like, you know, I know what I'm doing. Right? We say we want to be his disciple. You know, we just sang it. Na, 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 na. You know, you gave your life. I, I surrender all. Do we? Do we really surrender all? Are we really willing to say, I will be your disciple? You know, I will do what you say. Every time I say this, I think of the karate kid and, and how, you know, wax on, wax off. You know, if you've been old, you've seen this movie. He says to him, the guy says, I want to learn karate. And, and, and the, the karate expert says, okay, you do exactly what I say, no questions asked. First thing he says, I want you to wax the cars. Why? I said, no questions. But that's what we do with Jesus all the time. We do it. Uh, why? I, I mean, I'm still asking the question. Why? I mean, we say we want to be God's 
disciple. We want to grow. We want to be successful in life. We have the greatest mentor ever. And I'll tell you right now, even if you don't believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, if you let him mentor you in the things he said, even you'll be successful. He is the most successful, hands down, man in the world of history. Come on. And he says, take my teachings, take my yoke upon you, which means my teachings upon you. And yet, when it comes right down to it, and he says, dump that thing, it's no good, it's dead. We go, no, God, I want it. So the first problem is, do we really want to be his disciple? Now, let's look at what he says a disciple is to do. Okay, I got four things, very quick, not that quick, but four things. Okay, just four simple scripture verses. The first one is out of John chapter 13. He says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So success is fully loving others. Easy, yeah? How many think that's easy? It is easy when they're exactly like us, they do exactly what we want them to do, and they look like us, talk like us, act like us, and do the, they think exactly like us then it's easy to love them. But once they come in conflict with us, is it easy to love? No. But God is calling us, he's saying, if you want to be successful in the economy of the kingdom of God, then you must love each other fully. That's how, you, that's how you're my apprentice. I'm called to love you. Now what's interesting is, if, you know, I mean, I just saw my granddaughter. It's easy to love my granddaughter. I love her. I love my daughter. Love my daughter. Love my other daughter. Love my wife, right? Easy to love those around you. But you know what? God says this. You're supposed to fully love your employer. You're supposed to fully love your employees. Basically, he says, you're not successful in business if you make a lot of money, but your employees are not loved. That's what he's saying. See, we've got to change our whole calculation when it comes to success. We were just sitting down on Friday. Uh, I found out one of our failures. Uh, we sat down on Friday, and, and we were talking, just talking about the future, you know, uh, of, I, uh, of the, our community in, the, in this past year, just talking, you know. Um, and as we were talking, one of the people with us, and I mean, you could say we were successful. I mean, we've grown like 60 I don't know how many percent, 20%, 25%, whatever. We've grown a lot. And, 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 then, and then we built this building this year. I mean, we're, we're pretty successful. We've still got many outreaches. We're doing a lot of stuff. You can say, wow, we're successful. But the person at the table said, can I be honest? And I said, yeah. She goes, this year I didn't feel like I was very loved by the community. Eh, failure. See, I can fathom all mysteries. I can even give my body up to be burned. I can speak in the tongues of angels. But if I have not love, I am nothing. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. See, we have to bring love into everything we do. Business people, family members, kids. You don't like your parents because your parents didn't treat you well? Guess what? Be my disciple. Fully love them. This is what it 
This is what God, as our mentor, is calling us to do. Can I get an amen there? Hard to do, yeah? Hard to do. But I'm just saying this is what God's called us to do. To fully love. Fully love. Fully love. Anyways. Second one. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 30. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Now, it's funny because here is a very interesting thing. Because this has to do with process versus the result. You know, the process, this is where we struggle. During the process, we want a shortcut. We want to take shortcuts. We want to cheat a little bit. We want to do a few other things here and there. You know, and we still get the same result. Sometimes we get a quicker result, and we get a better result. You know, when, when I used to, uh, when I used to uh, younger, I was like 10, 12 years old, uh, I used to go out with my, my grandfather in a boat. And he let me drive the boat. Now, he was a sailor from a long time ago. And he would always tell me as I'm driving the boat, I have to look back every now and then, and I have to look at what they call the wake. You know what the wake is? The, the waves that the boat is making. He said, you got to make sure that that's straight. See, because if you're going like this, he goes, that's terrible. It looks terrible. It's, it's a bad wake. You're making a bad wake. And that's what happens in our lives when we're going through and we're taking shortcuts and we're not holding to the teachings of the Lord in the process. When we don't hold to the teaching of the Lord in the process, then our wake is bad. And so what does it matter if we are successful with this building, if we have a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that don't feel loved? Or we've hurt a lot of people along the way? Or we haven't shown our, we don't have any integrity and yet we're rich? See, I believe at the end, you're going to go like this. You're going to go, God, look, what, look, look at the result I have. He's going to go, you, 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 you're not successful at all. Look at all the people you hurt along the way. They're trying to tell me to stop. Guys, just relax. 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 I told them already I'm going overtime. It's okay. I only got a couple more. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you're not holding to God's teachings along the path, but you're cheating and doing shortcuts and all the other things, right? Then in the end, God's seen all that. I like what David said, King David, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's what's supposed to be following us. That's supposed to be our wake. That's what's supposed to be behind us as we walk through life. Which means the process might be slower in achieving your goal, but now you have people who you didn't hurt along the way. You didn't steal so that you could gain, and God is going like this to you. You know? Because you're doing the right thing. Holding to his teachings are so difficult because a lot of times nobody even knows. But he does. And he's your mentor. You will know. People will know. You're, you're my disciple if, if you hold to my teachings. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, which means to follow me, if anyone will follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever would 
want to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my name's sake and the gospel will save it. We are successful when we lose our lives. That's what Jesus is saying. We are successful when we lose our life. Now, how, what, what did Jesus do? Jesus died on the cross. He lost his life so that we could gain. So that's the principle. The principle is you are called to be a step or a stepping stone for someone else. Take that into the business world. Helping your competitor. What the heck? How do I? I mean, that's not even part of the concept. But I think it should be. I think it should be. How about if we took that on the roads of Bali? We're looking to try to help each other get through rather than cut each other off. I'm as guilty as the rest. He's saying we are called to be the ones that serve, not to ones that are served. That's what we're supposed to do. This is success in God's eyes. Radically different than what we define as success. Finally, John 15 says, my father is glorified. We sang about glorifying God. We, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. The kind of fruit that I just talked about. That's what bearing fruit is. And multiplying it. Multiplying that. Multiplying that. In your lives, in your family's lives, in others' lives. The idea, you know, the idea of success is seeing others prosper. Woo! Whole new ballgame. Which challenges me. It says our, our community here, our church community, should help other church communities. We're all worried about holding our own. It's so foolish. It was never ours to begin with. This is what God's calling us to do. Finally, he says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, those who become my disciples, those who do the things that I've told them to do, uh, uh, it, that's how you'll be in me, and then I'll be in everything you do, and you will produce fruits. 